Anyone else shit scared? Just a little bit. Just just a little bit, just a wee bit. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome to I have literally no idea what episode this is. All I'm looking at this is as it is the d- two days before a nice easy opening day of the season trip to Liverpool. Uh, there we go, got it up now. Episode eighty. <laughs> Uh, I, as always, I'm an incredibly sleep-deprived Jack to give you how much I'm up. I've been working nights, I've been up all day afterwards, and I just spent three minutes looking through the fridge for a drink that I had already got out and put on the table next to this laptop. Casey, <laughs> uh, uh, you all right, mate? Uh, by contrast, I'm quite, quite well rested because I've been working early morning shifts and had time to come back and have a lovely nap before this. Not, not, not to rub it in or anything. Ah, uh, it'll, it'll be fine. Speaking of rubbing it in, Accurate and Stanley Seven, Leeds United's kindergarten squad. <laughs> Nil. Uh, I believe I'm the only one that watched this, didn't I? Yeah, I listened to the first. Uh, I listened to the first half hour or so of it because it, it was on. You could listen to it on Freeview with uh, Popey and Whelan. But so I listened to that and then switched to the England game to basically to watch Calvin. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I needed to cover it for for it all together, so I did watch the full thing and paid a tenner for privilege. Um, at least, at least you feel good though, because ha- doesn't ha- I think half of that goes to Accrington in this case. Yeah, I'm hoping it all goes to Accrington, but I doubt that's the way it works. Yeah. Uh, no, um, it was it was not good to watch it. You know, every single Twitter poster, everything said it was literally men against boys, and that's because that's exactly what it was. Um, there's some of the like they did to credit to the young players, like they did keep trying to play football, they did keep trying to pass it out, they did battle, but they'd go into like a shoulder to shoulder, and they just went flying. <laughs> Like you'd think, see, people, we had a guy marking Ross Sykes at corners, and Ross Sykes is about six five, six six, and he was about five foot seven. <laughs> uh, obviously, they took an absolute paste in, which is fair enough. Uh, is it John Coleman, Accrington's manager? I know it's yeah. Coleman. He was quite kind about them and everything, but they they did actually they sh- something that they should have said before the game, to be honest, but they said it after. Because the rumour had gone, well, not even a rumour, it had pretty much been confirmed that the 23s were playing the first team at Murderball the next day. Yeah, which, but, which which very much explained why not even a couple of them went. Yeah, well, that was an explanation, and I thought, well, you know, that's more important. But the key was anyone that went to Accrington was leaving the COVID bubble and wouldn't be allowed to train at Thorpe Arch. Oh, Okay. Uh, they came yeah. out that uh, Adam Pope tweeted out about it after the game. Uh, there was a couple of people who said that during the game, but like who no one knew if they were right. Mm. And it came out that they. Uh, but yeah, apparently that's why all the kids had to go because they're not training at Thorpe Arch anyway at the moment. <laughs> they're at so, Rowdy Park. But if we'd have sent, even if it wasn't the best of the under twenty threes. If we'd have sent them, they wouldn't have been allowed to go to Fort Patch for a week or two. Yeah. 
So absolutely fair enough. Uh, by the looks of it, Villa did the same because they got beat eight one by Sunderland. It's I, I know I know it's not the football league's fault for COVID, but I really feel like this this should have been something that was raised when they were planning this season's tournament. Yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, I'm just. I think because I said that, in the article that I am still just going to blame Sean Harvey because this whole stupid competition is his idea. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like uh, even if you only did it temporarily, this would be a good year to... Because if if you're going to get all your all the, the Premier League teams not even fielding an under-21 team, essentially, there really is no point in them. Because there is... Uh, last night was... Uh, you know, a friend. Oh, sorry. The the game the other night was essentially a friendly for Accrington's second team, a mix of their team. Anyway. Yeah, it's kind of weird because it isn't classed as a first team appearance for all those players, the Leeds. No. Because it is the under twenty ones, but it is a first team game for Accrington. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and, bit... and all and all the Leeds players do get squad numbers now. Yeah. Except, and I don't know if this is because we sent a bunch of children, but we did not use the number 69. I didn't even notice that, but yeah. Yeah, that was the one number we bypassed, and I don't know if that was because Mark Jackson went, I'm not having one lad getting bullied because he's got 69 on the back of his shirt. Well, did you notice the other thing, that they didn't have a sponsor on the shirt? Yes, because they're not old enough to have a bet. Josh Galloway was the only person old enough to have a bet. We only had one player over the age of 17. We had, like, I think Kean Coleman was his name. Uh, we had a 15-year-old on the bench. Yeah. And I did see that a 15-year-old came off the bench and scored for Grimsby. Mm. Can't remember his name, but I did see that earlier. Uh, obviously, um, Cooper Skerry, the Australian goalkeeper, he went off injured after about 20 minutes, but he did quite well before that. He, I know he conceded a few, but that wasn't his fault. Uh, and um, Harry Christie, who came off the bench for him, he did pretty well as well. His distribution looked really good. Mm. Uh, the standouts for the outfield players, there wasn't much because obviously they couldn't get on the ball much. Of the like midfield and attackers, Charlie Allen did look about the best. It's uh, someone who looks like he's played football with some grown men. Yeah, like he, but he was probably the best either midfielder or attacker. But the best player, like defensively, we did not stand up to it at all. But the one who did was Jeremiah Mullen. Who's apparently a uh, is a Scotland youth international apparently. We got him from Liverpool in summer. And he did he looked pretty good. Yeah. It was the one who was able to like get his head on things and get ahead of these grown men. And like put himself about a bit. Uh I didn't what I only watched the I only saw a little bit of the England game. Uh because I was covering this. So I t- I'll tell you what I'll tell you I, what, in, in spite of the result. I think I would have much rather watched the Accrington game as it goes, because there was at least some action in that game. The uh, the England game was not an enjoyable game to watch. Yeah, yeah I I heard that. Um, I said I did see a little bit of it, but uh, setting up in a three four three with two holding midfielders. Oh, I listen. I think there's been a lot of stick for Gareth Southgate, and I, I, I'll come to his defence a bit here. This is not the time for international football at all. Um, 
and when you've got a lot of players who aren't taking part, um, I can understand why he's just gone for a, a very solid team and just, you know, with the players available, you know, should Jack Grealish have come on earlier? Probably, but I can see why Southgate did what he did. But for the most part, not a lot happened. Phillips, he definitely grew into the game, had a much better second half. Is it got to show off his range of passing a bit? I think he won the most tackles out of anyone. I read, I read well. a thing that he won five, and that was as many as the rest of the team combined. Yeah, he uh, like the one thing I was I was expecting was a, a Calvin Phillips yellow card tackle at some point. Um, and if it was ever going to happen, I thought this would have been the game. Quite a frustrating game, but no, you know. At no point would I say he looked... You can't say he looked great, but he definitely didn't look out of place. It was a very solid performance. and um, Yeah, it's, it's so nice to see that. The, you know, the pictures of him when they when they announced the team with his, his lovely smiley face. I mean, it, there's just something that feels so nice about seeing a Leeds player in an England kit. Yeah, it's, it is fantastic to see. Obviously, first one since Alan Smith won it in 2004. Yeah, and, and the the first starter since Danny Mills in two thousand and three as well, which I think was that's the other one I saw. That was, I saw that one from stats anyway. Yeah, Danny uh, Mills, uh, good footballer. Were is he up there for worst pundit? I, I want to know why people keep going to him for an opinion. Like he he, he appears to know absolutely <laughs> fuck all about football. <laughs> like, um. But yeah, really, really nice. And I think I think the way I described it to someone was it's like having a really famous distant relative that you've never actually met. But whenever you can, you bring them up to other people. Well, I've got that one picture from when I ran into him in town. So I'm just going to claim he's my cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if you saw, have you... Have you seen the story today about his England shirt? Uh, well, I I haven't actually seen it today, but I know he said he was going to give his first one to Bielsa. He did. He, he's given it to Bielsa, who apparently gave him a hug and said, "I think I think he did very well." Yeah, I mean, admittedly, that's the thing with Bielsa. If he was saying it to the opposition, he always <laughs> says they've done well. But if Calvin Phillips had been shit, Bielsa would have told him. <laughs> You know, he don't want another Hernan Crespo situation <laughs> where he's having to apologise 20 years later. Oh, Christ. Uh, and speaking of Bielsa, we still don't have a contract. But his press conference today, uh, I mean, the, the, the exact quote was, it was asked, you know, is there an update on the contract situation? And he said, I will be working the next season at Leeds United. Yeah, it was, it was, it was funny because I was speaking to my mum about it and and as I've said before here, and, and we'll continue to say while ever she drives a car, she does start a lot of sentences on talk sport they were talking about. And at that point, you know, the conversation might go off a cliff. Yeah, it's like saying, I read in the sun. Yeah. Um, and she, and to be she, fair, talk sport aren't that bad. They're not as bad as the sun. No. <laughs> I should take uh, that back. Talk sport does have some good presenters as well as some bad ones. <laughs> Uh, but she she was saying you know it doesn't you know it doesn't look like he'll be here 
Uh, he's not talking about next season, is he? And, and, I, just, and I just said, I don't think that's how Bielsa operates, though. He, he's a very pragmatic man. I think he's solely focused on this season. I think he has no thoughts about next season. May, you know, maybe come February, he might start thinking about next season. Yeah, he's um, it's. I'm just glad that he said it because I I did put a thing on the through it all together Twitter just say and I mean it. I would be I him saying I will be here next season is enough for me. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I consider that more binding than him signing a contract for next season. Because he signed a contract at Lazio. Mm. <laughs> so, if he says that he's happy and he's staying, then that's that's enough for me. Uh, there isn't a great deal of news since last time we recorded. Because all the transfers that have been confirmed are ones that we knew were going to be. They hadn't actually been done yet, but we did talk about Robin Cock and Rodrigo. Yeah. Uh, the only ones going, there's a Crescencio Somerville from Feyenoord. Great name. Yeah, because that, that is a... I mean, I'm assuming that he is going to become Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, you know, young winger, tricky, had a loan at Ado Den Haag last season and played a fair bit. Uh, he's apparently very talented. I can't pretend I've seen him play. Uh, the main story with him that I focused on when I when we were writing stuff up about him was that he got kicked out of Feyenoord because him and his brother beat the fuck out of one of his teammates. Uh, in the, uh, I think it was in the dressing room. Uh, and that's why he got sort of blacklisted from the club at one point. Still better than what Gus Poyet did in a dressing room. Uh, is that is that worse than physical violence? I'm not sure it is. But yeah, uh, he, this, it might be a spitting thing, really. You know where people paint spitting to be the worst thing you could possibly like. Murdering someone's fine. Spitting on someone, huh? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's one of those things. Maybe I've just been trained. Yeah. Um, but that sounds, even though it's actually relatively quiet at this end, but all the Dutch media and stuff seem to think that's done. So he should be here quite soon. Uh, and the other one is the old, the big tease that is Rodrigo de Paul. Now, yeah, he's liking tweets, isn't he? He's, yeah. I am. Um, he's dangling that carrot. I keep thinking there's no way this happens because there is no way he should be joining a newly promoted club. He, and you know, I keep, and I do understand this sentiment, and I kind of, I almost agree in a way. You know, we want players that want to play for Leeds. So if he's waiting around hoping Juve bid, fuck him. I, I can understand it, but he's waiting around for Juve because he's good enough to play in the Champions League. <laughs> and Juve probably aren't going to have any money to spend with them having, you know, Luis Suarez and Cristiano Ronaldo. So, I, 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 I didn't think it was happening. And then I know that liking tweets doesn't mean much, but I don't think it means nothing. Because he hadn't liked anything on Twitter since, like, the middle of June. And then suddenly there's two of them, and they're both about joining Leeds. I don't know if he's actually done that because he's joining, but I think he might have done that as a little... Hurry up. If you want me, you'd better be quick. I, I don't know how we ever coped without footballers and social media. I know. 
What I mean, the, dark the, times they must have been. It's a really good sign as well, because the last player that basically announced himself by liking a load of tweets was Jean-Kevin Augustin, and that went swimmingly. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm dying for us to get to Paul. It would be a fantastic signing. Like, it, it would be... He would be a ridiculously good signing. It again, it completely flies in the face of of the club's initial plan. But I think well, that was that, clearly just a lie, wasn't it? <laughs> like, I don't think it was so much of a lie. I don't, like I don't know if it was naivety. I don't I don't know what it was, but I, I think clearly at some stage, and, and bearing in mind Villa are in a close to confirming. I don't know if they have sign him now but Ollie Watkins for 28 million uh, I believe that has now been confirmed but I'm not 100% sure which is which is and with a 5 million in add-ons but we've oh yeah got, yeah it has been confirmed that way but we've got Rodrigo for 27 million and I think I think it's about 8 to 10 million in add-ons yeah 20, 28 but, going up to 33 I think that when we said the like cream of the championship. I think they'd read the same articles we read saying he had an 18 million pound release clause. Yeah. Because I looked at that and I just went, I, you know, I, I obviously put it on our Twitter just saying, big fan of Ollie Watkins, would have loved to sign him, but if you're choosing one or Rodrigo or Ollie Watkins, I know which one I'm choosing every time. Yeah. I mean, the only argument in favour, well, there's two arguments in favour of Watkins. He's used to English football and he's five years younger. Mm. But like Rodrigo is, you know, he's Spain's number nine. I know yes. he wears nineteen, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a. I mean, I must say, Villa have done that. Like Villa's two two signings, they've signed Ollie Watkins for twenty eight million and Matty Cash from Forest for sixteen million. Yeah, uh, they have done what we said we were gonna. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would have loved Watkins, but it is too much money, I think. Yeah, it's it's, and, and it, you, it's that trade-off you make. You know, someone who knows English football but has also never played in the Premier League has only had one really prolific season as a you know in that Brentford team. The two seasons before that, he'd got ten. That's because so, he was playing on the wing because Morpai was up front. Ah, uh, yeah, true. Um, but yeah, it's an intro, and then obviously you get Cockin as well, who. What was that? Thirteen million. Thirteen million. Robin Cox sounds like an absolute bargain. Yeah, but you know, we haven't got it, to it, see him yet. So. Which, which again, the first because the first thing we're all going to do is look at him and go, oh, "It's not Ben White, is he?" No. Hopefully, he's better. Hopefully, but we'll see, and uh, we'll pro- we'll hopefully see on Saturday because we might as well get straight into it. Yeah. Uh, because obviously we've got all those predictions for the season to do, so we don't want to go long before we get to it. Uh, as I said in the in the cobbled together intro, nice easy start. Liverpool at Anfield Saturday at five. I, um, I've I've had a tenner bet with someone at work who I don't know. <laughs> what for, was your for, bet? For Le- just Leeds to win. And what odds did the gear? Oh, it's evens. That's just, the single worst bet in the history of betting. It's it's just one of those that essentially he's got a ten of Liverpool to win, I've gone ten of Leeds to win. So draw no bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um if you're allowing even money Liverpool to win, can I have two thousand pounds <laughs> with you? Please. <laughs> oh, that's one th- that's one thing where I screw I couldn't bring myself to do it properly. 
I uh, I did send you the screenshot, but when I saw that Leeds team, I backed like Accrington half time, full time, and Accrington minus one. <laughs> you know, like yeah. twenty five quid on each, and I won sort of I don't know ninety quid or hundred quid. Yeah. But if that same team news had come out and it had not been Leeds. You know, mm. if it had been the exact same situation and I'd been paying attention and it was Aston Villa, who did do it against Sunderland, but I didn't know until after the game. Yeah. I would have been having 200 quid on each of them because the prices did not move. Accurate <laughs> <laughs> and Stanley were like one to two to win that game. <laughs> they should have been about 20 on. <laughs> um. Liverpool away. Um, we don't really need to get into their team that much because everyone knows everything about them. Because they're, we think we're on telly every week. <laughs> nah, mate. <laughs> I uh, I did I did text my uh, Liverpool supporting friend just the other week, just saying, "Are you nervous?" And she said, "Why?" My response was, "Because you're playing the champions next weekend." <laughs> it's I, technically true. I I don't know why. I'm feeling oddly confident going into this game. You know, much more confident than I ever should. I'm feeling oddly okay with the fact that we're probably going to lose. Oh, if we lost 6-0, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, so it, would, with... it would make total sense. <laughs> um, obviously, they're, they're t- it looks like Jordan Henderson's out. And I'm guessing Wijnaldum isn't going to play because this him to Barcelona talk isn't going anywhere. Mm. Uh so you'd think with them, Alisson in goal. Alexander-Arnold hasn't been fully fit, but he did play for England against Denmark, didn't he? Yeah, came on against Iceland and, and played the and played the full game against uh, against Denmark. Yeah, so you'd think he's going to play. Van Dijk and Joe Gomez at centre-back. Andy Robertson left-back. You'd think they're free in midfield in that case. It'll be Fabinho holding Naby Keita. And that leaves one spot with them having no Henderson... Or Wijnaldum, probably. Agent, uh, Mil- Agent Milner? Well, I was going to say, there's been a lot of people saying that Curtis Jones is going to play. But Do you Jürgen think Klopp doesn't Klopp, trust him? No, I think Jurgen Klopp is an old romantic and therefore will definitely pick James Milner. <laughs> He's definitely picking Milner, surely. Uh, and then, luckily, it's... luckily for us, Liverpool's front three isn't very good. Like, they've got you know, the, what, the footballing hotbeds of Senegal and Egypt on the wings. Sadio Mane and Mo Salah, who are they exactly? And uh, Firmino. Oh, well, as best I could tell, one of them wasn't good enough for Southampton, so... Yeah, and one, one of them wasn't good enough for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and... God, to think Chelsea didn't think De Bruyne and Salah were good enough. Yeah. The other thing that they could do is they could go in... Apparently in pre-season, they have played 4-2-3-1 a couple of times. Mm. And when they've done that, Salah's gone striker. They've put Mane and that Minamino on the wings. Yeah. Firmino behind. And then they would only need the two midfielders, so then they could just do Fabinho and Keita. So they could do that, but I think it'll be 4-3-3, because I think that's harder for us to mark. Um, I think with that group of players, I think it's going to be difficult to mark. I think you could play them in a 2-3-5. I, th- I think we'd be struggling. Well, we'd just have to play six centre-backs, then. <laughs> we, need pl- we need one more. <laughs> I was going to say, we've only got two. Nah, 
we've right. We've got Cock, Cooper, Luke Ayling, Ollie Casey, um, Leif Davis, and uh, after after the Accrington game, Jeremiah Mullard. And that's that allows us to keep Phillips in midfield, obviously. <laughs> That's uh, to be, a if, if murder we, as well there. <laughs> if we were playing Liverpool and someone said the sentence, someone was saying, I would rather us play Leif Davis at centre back to keep Calvin in midfield, I think I'd just look at them and walk away. Yeah. Like, no, no. I like Leif Davis, but no. Yeah, um, the more interesting thing for us is what team we're going to play. Because uh, all the lineups I've seen. Like, because uh, Bielsa in his press conference today has said Cock and Rodrigo are ready for Liverpool. Are Liverpool ready for them? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you think that they're going to start? I think I know. I'm, you know. Shocking opinion here that agrees with the majority of people. I can see Cox starting a lot more than I can see Rodrigo starting. I definitely agree with that, but Bielsa going to be Elsa. I think they're both on the bench. Surely. surely I mean, I know we've only got two centre-backs. You've got to start Cox against Liverpool. I know we've only got two centre-backs, but I think one of them's on the bench. Like, again, bless the man. He's he's a much better coach than I ever will be. But I would have to question the sanity in playing the champions with only one centre-back in a four-man defence. Yeah, but I just and think it's going to Bearing in mind, your full-backs in that are most likely either going to be a former winger and a left winger or a former winger and a central midfielder. Uh, you see, I think that it's. I think we're going to be Melier in goal. I think it's going to be Dallas right back, Ailing and Cooper, and Barry Douglas at left back. Uh, oh. That's what I think it's going to be. Now I would be Ailing, Cock, Cooper, Dallas, but. I, I honestly, I, I just don't, he didn't even report for training until like, what, Monday or Tuesday? Yeah. I just don't see Bielsa picking someone who's only had four, who's only been here four days. I think you're right with the defence he's probably going to go with. I think the only change I would make is I think Alioski would start ahead of Douglas. It's possible, but because I can't, you can't put you cannot put Barry Douglas up against that wing. It's only more Salah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he's not against, even the fastest one. Against against Passos, Douglas played centre back <laughs> for a bit. To be honest, and now they won't do this, and I'm, I don't actually think they should. But if they are worried about the pace thing, they should play Leif Davis at left back. Again, fan of Leif Davis. I'm concerned about how much he's been mentioned in relation to this game. Yeah, oh, he'll well, he'll definitely. I think he'll make the bench. 
Did did the nine subs thing go through or not? I think it. Because yeah, I know we, I know you can only make three. Yeah, we're at, we're at nine subs, but you can only make three again. I'm pretty sure. And uh, like for for me as uh, you've got to start Hawk. You've got to put two central defenders in there. And just assume he'll be able to play his way through the game. Yeah. I mean, I would say that as complex as Marcelo Bielsa's football is at times, even though it is really, you know, this is your man, stick with him, is a major part of it. If Cooper is the one marking Firmino, if Cock is the spare man, you would think he'd be absolutely fine. Yeah, and I do feel and not to try and simplify our style of play but I do think the role of the central defender is probably the easiest for the outfield players it's pro- it probably is the least complicated like the other thing that might happen is if they're really pushing on you know with Firmino dropping off the front and Salah and Mane going inside so it's almost like it almost becomes a 4-4-2 diamond yeah um, if it's that and it's not an original thought. I've seen other people. I know that uh, John. I don't actually know if John McKenzie wrote it, but I assume he did. The tactical thread that all stats out we put out mentioned this. If they're doing that, Leeds would probably go three at the back. They could start with a three, but if they don't, they'd probably have you know just put Calvin on Firmino. Yeah. And have the centre backs pick up Salah and Mane, and that frees up the wing backs to sort of take on Alexander-Arnold and Robertson. But it, I could, there is a chance that we'll play 3-3-1-3, but I don't think we will. No, no, I think we'll stick, we'll stick to tried and, tried and tested for now. Yeah. Uh, as for the rest of it, um, obviously Phillips will play. Although, knowing now, look, he'll be injured and we won't know. Um who do you think it'll play in the, the two centre mid roles? Because I think it's just going to be Click Hernandez. Yeah, I can't, I can't really see it being anything else. I, I honestly, yeah, I, th- I think that's probably your best bet at the moment. Yeah, because there, there is an argument for going Click and Shackleton. Mm. Just for the energy and. That way, if Leeds do need to switch, do need to switch, you've got a bit more flexibility. I think, I think for especially for a game like this, so we are going to be so reliant on on hitting Liverpool on the break that you need someone with Pablo's passing ability to to get off, and and that's no no slight on Jamie Shackleton, but his his passing is just not in Pablo's league. Yeah. And then I can Costa right, Harrison left, Bamford up front. I said yep. I'd be very surprised if Rodrigo starts. Yeah, I, I entirely agree. I think it'll be Bamford. Yeah. Um, I can't really see. Like obviously, at the end of last season, I predicted us to lose every game for superstitious reasons. But this one, I I I think we'll score. Because they push up so much, and we are quite good on the counter. Because like this is going to be weird. Like we might have, we might end up with thirty-eight percent of the ball here, which is going to be weird for us. Yeah. 
But uh, I, I reckon we'll get beat 3-1. In my heart, I genuinely think we might win it. But I'm going to go with my head and I'm going to say a 1-1 draw. Head there. I know. <laughs> That's the pessimistic left. part of him. <laughs> Um, I, d- then... I genuinely don't know where it's. Co- I don't know if it's because my Campione's t-shirts come through and it's given me. It's given oh, yeah. me the lift. Mine arrived yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if that's given me a little boost and just reminded me of how good it was a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just been. I'm, I'm in no way concert. I, I don't know if it's just the fact that the pressure's off now and that we don't really have any expectations in this league anymore. There's, you know. There's no pressure on us to, to do to have to do well other than to stay up. I'm not duly concerned about that at the moment. I don't think that's going to be an issue. So I'm so relaxed going into this game. It's really nice. Yeah, well, I, I know what you mean with that because obviously I'm very relaxed about this game, but it's purely because this is never going to be the one that makes the difference. Yeah. Like, you know, if... If, say, it goes really badly on Saturday and we get absolutely hammered, we'll get beat 6-0. Provided the players go, ah, well, that's going to happen to a few teams this season. Yeah. And just move past it. It really won't be a problem. Um, I mean, it, that's the... And then, but we do have another game uh, this week, which everyone's forgetting about. Inclu- and I nearly missed it off the notes. Is this back in the JPT again? Uh, no. The League Cup second round. Oh, is that this week, is it? Yeah, it's on Wednesday. Ah, lovely. Hull, Hull City at home. Mm. Not that whether it's home or away really matters at this point. <laughs> um, oh, the, one thing that we didn't mention is all the Premier League games are televised now. For, for September? Yeah, for September at least, which is important because if no one can go... Yeah, but... um. The whole game, we don't need to go for their squad. Obviously, they were they were dreadful back end of last season. Um, like, really utterly horrendous. Uh, they have, they, they've made Mallet Wilkes permanent, and he'll do well in League One. They've signed Louis Coyle. That's about all I can remember with them, really. They've got uh, George Honeyman's in. They've got Eric Lehigh. Yeah, they've got... A couple of okay players. I, um, I think I think their squad is marginally better than it was when they got when they got relegated. Yeah. Um, the key for this is how strong a team do you reckon Leeds will put out? Oh, not very. I I think this will be the under twenty threes. Uh, for them and for the most part, I agree. I think Cock and Rodrigo will both start. Oh well, yeah, the under twenty threes and Captain Rodrigo, who will be the oldest one there probably. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Cock will start. Because he needs to get used to playing for us. Um, I would think maybe then it could well be Ollie Casey alongside him at centre back with a strike in holding role. Yeah. Uh, I so I don't think that we'll go mental with it like Shackleton will play. Has Gotts gone on loan yet? No, no. It's just this very long dragged out saga. Well, yeah. I say saga. I don't think anyone's that bothered, but he's yeah. meant to be going to Huddersfield, isn't he? Yeah, this got to Huddersfield deal was nearly done a month ago. <laughs> it just keeps going and going and going. Uh, but yeah, I think that we'll stick. 
all of those sorts of things will happen. Like Pervada will start. Players like that. But the most interesting thing will be if Cock and Rodrigo do it. And if anyone new gets thrown in. But we'll leave that because that's one of the questions. Oh, hey, sorry. There's a, I'm just looking at Hull's squad on Google. And obviously it just kind of lists players. There is a picture, there is a picture in black and white of a man with a, a, a turn-of-the-century moustache called Harry Wood who when you click, then click on his profile was born in 1868 ah um so but it does also list his current team as Hull yeah <laughs> now he, he did die in 1951 in Portsmouth as well just um so I'm assuming they must have a young player of the same name. Yeah, and Google. And Google confused. has just picked it up as this uh, long deceased football. Because yeah, it does list him as current teams as Hull and Hull under 18s. Right. Yeah, that's definitely it then. Um, but yeah, I don't think we'll put out that strong side. But I think we'll have enough for this. Because I also don't think Hull will put out full side. Because no, you would I mean, think. Well, they'll be they, looking at promotion. Well, at least thinking there will be. Well, this will also be their fourth game in a week and a half because they'll have, they'll have played their first uh, football league trophy game, played the first round of the league cup league game on Saturday. Yeah, I wonder if we will have one other experienced international on the pitch. Oh, because I bet I bet um told Kiko. Will be playing. Mm. So that's two goals for Hull. Yeah, he's still here. He's still here, is Kiko. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah. Um, well, I'll go for as I think Kiko will play. I think Hull will score. I'm going to say. I'm going to say we'll win three two. I'm I'm going to be confident and say I'm going to say two nil. Ah, so Millie is playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's not really a great deal else to go for, so it's just our predictions. Obviously, this sometimes takes a while, uh, but go. I think we've pre-prepared yeah, most of an answer, most of his answers this time. And then there's some questions that I don't know about. Yes, trying something different, it can only go well. Yeah. So um, for anyone who's new, I know none of you are new. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's a fairly crowded market at this point. <laughs> Just think there was there was fucking no podcast when we started this. That's why we did it. <laughs> Listen, mate, we earlier today we were told that outside of the square ball of the Phil Hayes show, everything else was shit, so Yeah, that and I, well, we definitely did see that on the tweet. And that is very unfair to several podcasts. It's not unfair to us. <laughs> It's not at all unfair to ours. I have no issue gonna, with that. I was going to say, I think Talking Shots' reaction was perfect to that. Just like, ah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, call us shit all you want, but don't you dare slag off everyone hey, else. Don't you slag off the other podcast. What about <laughs> yours? Ah, fire away, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, we do predictions, promotion and relegation for every league. We do top four instead of promotion for Premier League. Um Five points if you are correct, ten points if you're in the correct position. If you are wrong by ten or more positions, you lose ten. Wrong by twenty or more, you lose twenty. And for the top scorer in the division, yeah. 
And for, there's normally more than one. Uh, for the top score in the division, 10 points if you're correct, 5 points if you're in the top three. And just a reminder again, please, please, please do not use our advice as betting as betting advice at all. Yeah, like, there is very, in fact, this, there's very few things that t- you could do that would be a worse idea. This is not a tipsters podcast. It would, we're not, this is not to do with gambling. This is ill-informed opinion. You know, if if I start throwing out some weird tennis stuff, that that I might know about you to work. But <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Casey, do you want to lead us off with your relegation picks from League Two? Uh, you say picks? Is it, I think it's just one going down this season. Oh, have they actually confirmed that now? Uh, to, to get I, it back I, right. I'm going. I'm going just off the uh, the BBC table I looked at. Oh, they, they, in theory, they should be doing that because they need to get it. They need to catch it up. They need to catch up, Billy. Yes. So, um, yeah, I've got, I've got one team. Uh, oh, well, yeah, no, you are, uh, yeah, you are probably correct. I, I've just done it out of habit because basically it's always been that. Yeah. So I just went two down, four up because that's what it is. <laughs> so uh, the one team I have got to go down is Stevenage. After their lucky escape last season. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know exactly where they were in the odds, but I think the one I've gone for aren't right at the bottom uh, because I have gone fresh off their relegation from League One. I've gone for Southend because whoever goes down from League Two the last few years, it's pretty much exclusively been the team that's finances are absolutely screwed. Yeah. And their finances are screwed. <laughs> um, so I think that it's all going to fall apart from really. I could see them getting points deductions and all of that stuff and ending up right at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, so your promotion teams. Uh, so... By the I... way, just just in case it does end up being two, I, do, I, I did have Oldham 23rd. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because if they miss out by one, I just want it on the record. <laughs> uh, I don't want to risk getting it badly wrong, so I'm not going to volunteer a second one. Oh, the, the 23rd doesn't count. <laughs> um, so, for my promoted teams, I'm going to go in the playoffs, Hector Bellerin's Forest Green. Um, and then my top three... Uh, third Bolton, second Salford, and Tranmere as champions. I have three of those teams. But I don't think any of them match up exactly. Yeah. Uh, I've got Exeter winning the playoffs. And then I've got third Forest Green, second Bolton, first Salford. Bolton appear to be back on an even keel now, and they've signed a really good striker and a few other good players. Well, it's because they've, they've offloaded the big earner that was Luke Murphy. Yeah. Oh, I am still up all night for. Yeah. Uh, Salford, you know, they'll cope with the the COVID money situation better than most. Yeah. Just because of the way it is. And because the, they're going to be less strict with the FFP rules, even though they've got the... Wow, well, the... the 
the word for having a limit on wages just disappeared from head wage cap. <laughs> Even though they've got that, they everything else they'll be able to work around and they've signed Ian Henderson who even though I keep saying I've said it the last two years when he was at Rochdale he can't score enough goals to keep them up and then he did uh, so I'm just going to assume he's going to be good again yeah uh, and I I have a feeling we might end up with the same here who have you got top scorer uh, I've gone with James Wilson for my oh, top goal scorer we haven't got the same oh uh, James Wilson's the ex-Man United one, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I've gone for last season's League Two top goal scorer. Uh, Owen Doyle, now of Bolton. Yeah. Uh, he's bound, If they play him every week, he'll score plenty. Yeah. The only team that couldn't get goals out of him was Bradford. I was tempted to go Nicky Maynard again, but, but I left it. Yeah. But I think uh, he, was, he was third favourite, so... Yeah, well, I went Nicky Maynard last year, and... Mansfield to win the league and Mansfield finished like 21st but he was still third top scorer yeah uh, so I'll lead us off with league one uh, four to go down well I said every year they're going down because Ian Henderson can't score enough goals to keep him up well they've sold him now so 24th Rochdale uh, in 23rd I've got Northampton uh, Northampton have lost quite a lot they had like three good centre-backs for two spots and they've all gone. Because I think that's where that uh, Charlie Good was that's gone to Brentford. Mm. Things like that. Uh, 22nd, I've got Burton Albion. Uh, that's a bit of a stretch, but I'm not sure. I don't think they're going to... Last time they lost Nigel Clough, they didn't cope well. And they've lost him again. So I think that they might not cope well. And 21st, I've got AFC Wimbledon. Well, like there is Jack. You've you've given good reasons for for where you think teams are going to finish. Have you picked the bottom four in the vein? No, but I've picked from like the bottom six in the betting. Um, I uh, my yeah my predictions are based so uh, pretty much looking solely at Paddy Power odds and then writing them down. Uh, the the one that that we do have matched at twenty fourth, I have Rochdale. Um, despite their fantastic win against us the other day, I have Accrington 23rd, Northampton 22nd, and Plymouth 21st. You see, I kept Accrington out because even though you couldn't you couldn't really tell anything from them playing against our team, but that Tarek Awukwe that they've gotten loan from Chelsea at wing, he looked really good, <laughs> and I thought he's gonna he's gonna do well. We might get a hat trick and two assists. I think he got. <laughs> a sol- um, solid evening. Yeah, and I think he was meant to be playing left wing back. <laughs> uh, yeah, going up um, playoffs. I've gone for Blackpool, who everyone thinks is just going to be really mid table, but from what I've seen of the transfers, they seem to have bought quite well. Uh, second, I've gone for Peterborough. I honestly, as much as Darren McCantony banging on about it was a bit annoying on Twitter, I do think he's right that if the season had finished, they'd have been in the playoffs and had a good chance of going up. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they've lost Ivan Tony, they've sold him to Brentford for a lot of money. But one, they've still got Moisa and Shiriki Dembele, and they've signed Johnson Clark Harris from Bristol Rovers, who's a good striker. And uh, there's no team in the Football League I trust more to sign a good striker. 
because they just do it every single time. And winning it, uh, I've got Oxford United because I think they've got a really good squad. Uh, I have gone to go through the playoffs. I've got Peterborough in second place because at some point they have to go back up Sunderland. I did think about it, but it's so point, much funnier if they don't. They've got to at some point. Um, and uh, winning the league, I've got Charlton again. You see, I can't trust Charlton with everything that's going on at that club. Yeah. Like, I, I could, although I haven't picked them, and I don't think they will, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that the ownership falls out with them, they're going to admin and get relegated. Yeah. Like, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Uh, I did. Me- I mentioned my top score earlier. I've gone for Johnson, Clark, Harris at Peterborough. Uh, I'm sticking with Charlton now. I've got Macaulay Bond as a uh, top goal scorer. That's a pretty good shout. He looked decent in championship, so he should be mm. really good in league now. Uh, it's nice to not have to do the championship last because we had to treat it as the main event. <laughs> for so long. Uh, so, the championship. Uh, who have you got relegation? It, it must be said there was something quite ridiculous in looking at the relegation odds and seeing that Wickham were favourites for relegation ahead of Sheffield Wednesday. I just want to say that I don't think that's unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Wickham did not make my bottom three. I am going with Wednesday to finish bottom, uh, Luton 23rd and Reading 22nd. Uh, now I will put out Reading is more of a hope than yeah. than anything. Not because of any real hatred against them, I just think they're a really boring club. I would prefer your bottom three to mine. Definitely. Mm. Uh I do have Wickham bottom. I just I mean I really don't want them to. I've got a soft spot for Wickham. I've got a, you know, one of my good mates is a Wickham fan. I've kept an eye out for them, but I just think it's a step too far. Yeah. They they really, they shouldn't have ever come up. Uh, <laughs> like, the, with the squad they've got, there was no... It's like, can you remember that time when Derby came up and then got, like, 14 points or whatever it was? That's when they tried playing in the Premier League with the front two of Kenny Miller and Robert Earnshaw. Yeah, when they, they basically they, came up they thought with, they'd bolster the squad with a 35-year-old Robbie Savage and 34-year-old Danny Mills. Yeah, I think it's a little bit like that. I don't think they'll do quite that badly, but I do think they'll come bottom. 23rd, I've got Chef Wednesday. Uh, I think that they'll be good enough to be about 15th, but the points deduction... Uh, 15, 16th, but the points deduction will take them down. Uh, 22nd, I've got Rotherham, because every time they come up, they go back down. Yeah. They just do. They'll put up a good fist of it, and it'll be on the last day. Uh, and going up... Through the playoffs, I've got Swansea because I think that they did way better than I expected last season and I expect them to improve. Second, Norwich, because they're kind of planned for this. Uh, I know they've already lost Jamal Lewis and they're probably going to lose a couple more at good ones, but I think they've got enough. And uh, Kieran Dowell's a good signing, I think. Yeah. Uh, and winning it, even though I am sure they're going to lose about seven players between now and October. Have you seen Watford's squad? We were talking about this just before we started recording. <laughs> it's insanity. Watford's in squad, the, it should be about fucking 12th in the Premier League. When you're just looking through, like, Etienne Capoue still there. 
Danny Welbeck's there, Craig Cathcart, they've got Glenn Murray, Andre Gray, Will Hughes, Nathaniel Shalaber, <laughs> Gerard Taylor Fahey still there. It's it's madness is this squad. It's, you know, um because De- uh, Decore's just gone to Everton, obviously, but Yeah, decore has gone. But um, yeah, I, you could, I just you could lose five players from this team and it wouldn't be a problem. I've just got it up here, like, and I know that you've just said a fair few, but like Ben Foster's an international. Daryl Yammat, I think, played for Holland. That Jeremy and Gekia that they've got, I think he came from West Ham, but somehow he's really elevated. Craig Dawson's good. Ben Wilmot's like he's been meant to be a really good centre back coming through for the last two years. I mean, that, that Domingos Keener, who he, he was from West Ham, like he, he was, the, he's been the next big, he's been like the main attacking output for the Portuguese under 21s for about three years. You know, and just has never quite broke through. Well, you'd think he's gonna now. Yeah, good chance to play some younger players here. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming, obviously, it's Melissa's going for absolute certain. But, like, that squad is absolutely insane. Imagine if Leeds had been able to keep the squad we got relegated with in 2004. Yeah. So, for the moment, I've got to have them winning it. Because I think even, I think you can lose nine players from that squad and it's still a really good squad. The only worry is that I have no idea if this manager is going to be any good. Yeah. But don't worry, because if he isn't any good, he'll be gone in a month. Um, I have gone with Norwich to come up through the playoffs. Uh, I've got Nottingham Forest to finish second. Ooh. I know, I know, I know. Um, I don't know why. Honestly, I'm not going to change my pick, but I have no idea why I've got them to finish second now. Uh, but I too have Watford to win the league again because. Even with the minimal amount of research, that's a re- that's an insane team to have in the championship. Yeah, I uh, it's kind of a weird one. When I'm when I looked through it, I didn't think that there was anyone that was a standout. Like I believe Brentford are favourites, and that's most people's pick now. Yeah, I, I looked through, and I just don't see him being as good this year. Take out Watford, based purely on their squad. I was looking, thinking, well. You know, Brentford are going to be without a, a large part of their attack. Swans, I mean, in fairness, I think even Tony isn't. He is a downgrade on Watkins, but he's mm. not a ridiculous downgrade. Oh, no, it's just. I think it's just a case of seeing how he does in this first season. Mm. Um, but, yes, again, Swansea will be interesting to see how they do and, and whether they get. Um, his name's complete. Uh, Ryan Brewster back. I oh, think no. he's going to... Well, it sounds like Sheffield United want him. And if they can't get him on loan, they'll on about just try to buy him. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're just kind of looking through. Uh, Bournemouth of, you know, obviously Callum Wilson's gone to Newcastle, by the way, made a couple of good signings with Jamal Lewis and Callum Wilson. And Ryan Fraser as well. Yeah. Uh they are they are pretty good signings. If I did say in the I did a Premier League full one to twenty on for it altogether. Plug plug plug. Um, 
and I did say that the only problem with Wilson is he has had two bad knee injuries, so you can't trust him to be fit all season. Yeah. But he should. If he does stay fit, that is a proper goal scorer. He might, he might get more than six. Yeah. Possible. <laughs> yeah, bold, bold predictions right here. And speaking of more than six, I've gone for, I think, the same person that I went for last season. And I think he came like fourth last season, even though the team were poor. I, I think that their team will still be not amazing, but I think they'll be better. I've gone for Carl and Grant at Huddersfield. No, not bad. I, just, despite what I was saying about two minutes ago, I have got Ivan Tony to finish his top scorer. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, th- um, I think I think that Brentford team, even with a couple of sales, I think they're still going to be playing very, you know, nice attacking football. I think they'll always create chances. Oh, they definitely will. And the the other one that'll be interesting mm. to keep an eye on is uh, Halil Davisoglu. You know, the one that they got from Sparta Rotterdam, but he didn't play much because Watkins was so good. Yeah. I wonder if he'll start getting a few games. Um, and then. <clears throat> yeah, <all> right. Yep. <laughs> And then, of course, the, the main thing, which is the league that contains Marcelo Bielsa and therefore is the best league in the world, uh, the Premier League. By the way, can I just, I think one thing I forgot to mention earlier, I did love his answer when he was asked about uh, Klopp's rock and roll football, uh, heavy metal football, sorry. And he said, I don't have a great taste in music, so I can't comment. Yeah. And did you see the Liverpool Leckers headline? No. Bielsa, quote, not a fan of Klopp's football. <laughs> Whoever wrote that headline, I don't want people to lose their job, so shouldn't be sacked, but should get a clip around here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, relegation-wise, I've got bottom Fulham, uh, mostly because I know they came up, but I just I don't rate Scott Parker. As a coach at all, Fulham should have been better last season than they were na- than they are now, and they've got into a weird situation where they seem to play better without Mitrovic, and I don't see him having the balls to drop Mitrovic if it comes to it. Mm. Although they, I do think, uh, I mean, they've got Harrison Reid back that will help the midfield, uh, and I think have you seen the keeper they've signed? No, they've signed Alphonse Ariola, oh. uh, who is a good goalkeeper, so that will help. Uh, 19th, uh, I've got West Ham. I just, it all, they all seem to be mad at each other and falling apart at the seams. And David Moyes is solid, but he's no more than that. And I don't think that'll be enough. Uh, they've also got pretty much all their attacking players are players that get injured all the time. Yeah. Uh, and 18th, I've got West Brom. Uh, which I undenied about quite a bit because I think West Brom will be okay, but I don't think they've, I don't think they've quite got enough goals in them. Like it depends if Matthias Pereira plays brilliant, then they'll be fine. But I I don't think they'll quite have enough. Uh, well, bearing in mind we we don't speak about these things before the podcast, I do have the same three teams mm. as you do. I have West Ham to finish bottom. West Brom 19th and Fulham 18th. You've got West Ham bottom. Wow, you've yeah. gone. I thought I'd gone quite strong on my West Ham view. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like there might be some personal bias in my top four. 
Only one bit of it, but... but for, uh, I've got Man City Leeds, winning it. Leeds, champions. Man City winning it, Liverpool second, Chelsea third, Arsenal fourth. Uh, again, I, in fact, outside two teams, I've got the I've got the same four teams in only a slightly different order. Uh, I've got Man City first, Chelsea second, Liverpool third, Arsenal fourth. Mm. Now I think Arsenal <laughs> fourth is a bold shout, but I just don't rate Solskjaer. Even though I think Man United squad is really good now, I still think they need a better centre back, but. Like it's a really good squad now, and if they had a really good manager, I'd think they'd have a, you know, they might, I'd have them in the top three probably. Yeah. But I just don't rate him, and I think Spurs will be more consistent, but I don't think they'll be good enough to get in the top four. Uh, I would probably, if it, if I completely took my heart out of it, I'd probably still have Man United fourth ahead of Arsenal, but I don't want that to happen, so I'm going Arsenal. Chelsea in third. With that transfer window, they ought to be looking at being right up there for challenging for title. Like, they really should be. But mm. much like Solskjaer, I don't particularly rate Lampard and he doesn't know how to set up his defence. Uh, so I just, I don't, I think they'll concede too many goals. Liverpool and Man City are the two best teams in the league and I just can't see how Liverpool could possibly be that good again. Yeah, it's... Um... No, I, I I can't see it either. I think they've had an, an absolutely incredible season, but tough to repeat. And I, and I think, like I say, I think Chelsea, that squad Chelsea have, have assembled now, it's it's a very good team. You know, some of those signings are fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean... It is going to be weird to sit hear the media talk about oh, Frank Lampard. He's got the Midas touch. He can bring in the world's best players and develop young players as well. Yeah. And you're like, but the well, young players aren't going to be playing anymore. Well, I mean, just since the, I mean, just this summer, Malansar, who, although that's a young French lad on a free transfer, he's not a nobody. He's well known. Mm. And Thiago Silva, Ben Chilwell, Hakim Ziyech, Timo Werner, Kai Havertz. Yeah. That's a ridiculous transfer window. Yeah, strong. Like Kai Havertz has the potential to be the best player in the world in three years' time. Mm. Hopefully, somewhere else. Oh, really? Hopefully, somewhere else. At least uh, under Marcelo Bielsa. Yes. <laughs> Uh, then we've got the four main cup competitions. These ones I have we've, not really uh, thought we've about. Got, we've got the uh, top goal scorer. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, I I missed yeah I've missed that off. Uh, I have gone because it does. It hasn't yet been confirmed, but he is staying. I've gone with Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. I found this so tough because I really want to go with Aguero again, but I've I've gone Timo Werner. Oof. It's a big shout in someone's first season. I know, but... I, can't, I couldn't go for Man City player because uh, Guardiola rotates too much. Mm. Uh, but I would... Because um... well, the, the other one for me I'd, I'd look at would probably be someone like Harry Kane, but I'm still under the in this Mourinho era. I've no idea how, full, uh, how Tottenham are going to turn out. Yeah. And you can't trust him to stay fit all season. No. And that's one of the things this season... 
with this weird short break and the Euros coming up in the summer and not everything being all over the place, I think you're going to get a lot of injuries. Yeah. Which yeah, obviously well, we have a massive squad, so that won't matter. <laughs> uh, who have you got for the FA Cup? I've got Liverpool for the FA Cup. Cool. Uh, I went Man City. <laughs> I've picked Man City for a lot of things because uh, they're going to win summer. <laughs> Uh, who have you got for the League Cup? I'm going with Wolves this year. It's not a bad shot. I've done a, I've had a similar idea. I've gone for Southampton. Mm, I, I, I've, I, I I've, think I've, that they're going to be good this season. Yeah, I've gone Wolves just because I know that I know they'll be back in the Europa League this season. But I think, given the year they had last year, I, th- I think they'll want to win something soon. And yeah. I think the League Cup would be it would be a good shout for them. That's the reason why I went with... Because I was going right someone outside of the top six for the League Cup. Yeah. The reason why I went Southampton is because they're one of the teams I think are going to do well and they don't have the Europa League. Yeah. So I thought... No, no, I really rate Hassan Hull as a manager, so I think he'll uh, do well. Uh, Champions League, third year in a row. I've gone for Man City and I'm going to keep going for it until they win it. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it every year until they win it. Um, I've gone with Juventus. Yeah, One I'll... last hurrah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I know it's an ageing squad, but... Oh, it's definitely an ageing squad. <laughs> <laughs> but will it have Rodrigo de Paul? <laughs> Preferably uh, not. And who have you gone Europa League? Uh, a little bit outsider on this one. And I think... Sevilla! <laughs> <laughs> I know, this little team that not... Um... I've gone with Lille. Just they've been very active in the transfer window. I haven't really kept up with that. So I, it's the one of those teams who who whenever I've had Sky uh, Sky Sports news on, sure the uh, early on anyway, they cropped up a lot that they they've made quite a few deals. So uh, I went for Arsenal because I just think that they'll Red. they'll breeze through the group and then have a go. Red hot favourites. Yeah. Uh, the Leeds predictions, of which we have fewer than we did last season, but not by that many, because I don't know your ones yet. Uh, as always, as we start, will Marcelo be able to last the season? Five points. Yes. Yes. Of course he will. Yeah. I, if we're bottom with eight points in April, don't sack him. <laughs> Just let it ride. Uh, 15 points, player of the year. Um... I'm going Calvin Phillips. Nice, I, nice I, shout. I, th- I think in a season when we are more likely to finish mid-table, you're more likely to see a player in that sort of role stand out. My, my thought was, when our backs have been against the wall, who's really fired up and sort of dragged us to results lately? Well, so you'd think Pablo Hernandez, but no. Luke Ayling. I was about to say Luke Ayling. <laughs> So I've got Ailing for player of the year, uh, young player of the year. The the only one, the only one, I suppose there's, there's probably two players really that are in with a shout for it. If if you're being realistic, and it'd be between Melier and Shackleton. So I have gone Jamie Shackleton. I'm glad you did because I've gone Ilan Melier. There you go. Uh, top scorer, which is ten points. Uh, I have gone with Rodrigo. 
Worked last season, Patrick Bamford. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think Rodrigo's going to end up playing off the front. Mm. But maybe not at first start, I think that's going to happen. Uh, the first under-23 to debut. So no one who's played already. Yeah, which you assume would be in the whole game. You would think so, yeah. Um, I can't pick Bogarts anymore. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't pick the players that are still here. You, you can't pick Bogarts. Obviously, Gotts has played. Ollie Casey's played. Strikes it. Been in. So, I am going Joe Gellhart. Oh, that's what I have as well. Uh, hmm. Is there anyone else I could go to? Uh, to, uh, I'm just Fuck it, to... Cody Drama. <laughs> well, that, again, Cody Drama was really the only other option I could think of. Yeah. Most of the... Most of the under twenty threes that were here last season have have played. Like even McCalmont's played, hasn't yeah, he? They've all had a game. But if you're going Gelhart, I'll go Drama. My theory then for that, even though I did side with Gelhart originally, is mm. I, I think Gelhart will play, but I think it'll be off the bench because Rodrigo's going to play. Yeah, you think Drama's in with a chance of starting? I think if we have no defenders, then they might need to rest Ailing. Yeah. And that could get drama again. Hmm. Uh, last year, we had like 10 of these, and it kind of skewed the scoring a little bit. So I've only got four. And it's how many goals will this play, these players score? 10 if you're dead on, five if you're within one. That's it. Yeah. Uh, last time it was 20, 10, 5, I think. Uh, but, and this is the one that I haven't planned anything for. Uh, so first up is Patrick Bamford. Uh, I'm going to go for seven. I have faith in Patrick Bamford. I'm going for 12. Uh, you see, you see I, I'm placing my faith in, in the next man. In Rodrigo? Yes. Uh, I'm going with 14 for Rodrigo. I'm going with 11. Uh, El Mago. Pablo Hernandez. Uh... I've tried to be realistic about this and as, as to how much football he's going to play this season, so I'm going with five. That is exactly what I've got written down here as well. So I will change my Hernandez to <laughs> to six. Oh, it's not positive. <laughs> and finally, because we've only got four of these, Mateusz Click. Uh, also five for Click. That's what <laughs> I have, so I'm going to go four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't have the uh, the best goal scoring season last season, so, yeah. I'll so keep I'm dropping it, click to four. And I also because I think there's a chance that during the season it's going to end up being. It's so weird because if we end up in a position where the two number eights are click and four short in three months, mm. that would make me think click will score more. If we end up in a position where it's click and Rodrigo. Yeah. Then Click would be the more disciplined of the two, and that'd make it go down. I think so. We'll see. Uh, I don't know if, then, if he's more disciplined. He's been graffitiing Ellen Road. Yeah. And the well, the last one um, from mine is the big one really. Leads us finishing position. We do twenty five for dead on, fifteen within one, ten within two, five within three. Uh, but the minus ten applies. And I guess technically I would give you the minus 20 if you said we're winning it and we can bottom. <laughs> or, or vice versa. But yeah, I 
it only really works for the minus 10 now in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I'm going with us to finish 11th. I thought Come. you'd done it again then. <laughs> I've, I, I have 12. Ah, yeah. Com- comfortable mid-table. Yeah, I, I think, you know, a bit like what I said with Sheffield United last season, where I think all of, I thought they'd start really well, and I think we will as well. Maybe mm. not the first game because of who we play. <laughs> but I think over the first six, eight weeks, I think we'll do well. Yeah. And I think that'll set us up where we'll then just do fine the rest of the season and just be mid-table. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, think that's, I think that's about right. Yeah. Well, I'll just uh, pick up this keyboard because I'll need to make a note of what your questions are. Uh, yeah, here we go. So, uh, I have six uh, likely and unlikely. Oh, I will ask six questions or scenarios to Jack and get his take as to whether it is likely or unlikely. Uh, so basically, will this happen? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. So your first one leads to have at least three players to score eight or more goals. That is in the league. Just in the league. Three Just players, league. eight or more. Unlikely. Next one leads to score four or more goals in a single league game. Four or more in in one league game. Yeah. Likely. Uh, Ilan Melier to play every league game. Now nah, we don't get that lucky with injuries, so <laughs> unlikely. Uh, this one is across all competitions. Pablo Hernandez to get five or more goals and five or more assists this season. Likely. Leads to get an away win at any of Liverpool, Man City, Man United or Chelsea. So any an away win at any of last season's top four. Yeah, we'll win at Stamford Bridge. I like it. It's going likely. And the final one. Any player other than Calvin Phillips to get an England call-up. Don't have to play, just a call-up. To get an England call-up. Yep. Now, I have a lot of faith in Patrick Bamford. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'd have to say unlikely. Yes, it's probably the way I, I would go as well. I'd love I'd love Luke Ayling to get called up to an England squad, though. Yeah, you see, here's the problem for Luke Ayling. He could have the best season of his life. There's a lot of competition. We've got about right 10 back. great right-backs. Yeah. Um... Just oh, yeah. check, I assume that only means senior. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, I could see, like, you know, if Shackleton plays, he'll be in the under-21s and stuff like that. But Yeah. I was going to say, because looking, looking at the England squad from the weekend, there Kieran Trippier playing left-back, who I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a right-back. Um, 
so yeah, we are we are fairly well stocked on right back. So you look you are you are looking at Ailing or Bamford. Yeah, that that is. I mean, it's that even any anyone else who it technically could be. I mean, obviously, if Shackleton has to get Jack Harrison could. And to be honest, as much as I don't think he's anywhere near that level. USA caller. I think he would probably be the after Phillips the most likely. Yeah. Because I think he'll play a lot, and when you're in a when you're playing in an attacking area, it does appear like particularly if it was the first month of the season, there's usually a player that gets you know five six goals from the wing in the first nine games, and just gets a call up out of nowhere. Mm. So technically that could happen, but I, I, I say I don't think any of them are anywhere close to likely. But I think he's probably the next most likely. Yeah. As was he in America long enough to get citizenship? Uh, I mean, according to Football Manager, he can play for the USA. Yeah. So that's well, good enough for me. Maybe for that. Yeah, I mean, I think he was there. Because uh, he moved as a kid, didn't he? I yeah. think or his early teens, something like that. So I think he was there more than five years at least. Um, so yeah, I, I can't really think of anyone else. So th- those would be those are your three most realistic options, aren't they? Bam- Bamford, Ailing, Harrison. Yeah, like I mean, will Bamford finally get off his uh, get off his horse and decide to play for Ireland? Because they've tried to call him up about ten times. And Mick McCarthy just just got him on speed dial, and Bamford's just like, I'll call him back. I'll, I'll call him back later. Never yeah. does. <laughs> Mick, I've got a problem. There's moles in my back garden, mate. I'll, I'll give you a <laughs> ring back. Yeah. So um, obviously we've got, we've done this. That's all of his predictions, uh, and we've done this once for the weekend. But so just generally, how do you feel about Liverpool? The, the game or the city generally? Uh, the game. I know your affiliation to the city. You've gone out with like four scouts, but... Not four. Not four. Three? I went, I went out with one. And we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> um, are your favourites, Casey? Just admit it to yourself. Yeah, Americans are my favourites. Then, then scousers. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I, if if we lose and lose heavily, I won't be upset by it. It's an insane front three to play against, having just come from the championship. You know when people are raving about, uh, you know, Mbwemo, Ben Rama, Watkins, and then all of a sudden you've got Salah, Firmino, and and uh, Sadio Mane. Yeah, it's, it is a it is a different level. <laughs> It, it's it's insane. It's a ridiculous thing. Um, so yeah, I, I feel absolutely fine about the whole thing. If we lose, we lose. I, but there, there is part of me that just that just thinks, especially turning up to these places where where it's an empty stadium, now's the perfect time to go somewhere and get a, get a result or even just get a draw at these places. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get something. We will probably record another one possibly Wednesday straight after the game maybe maybe Thursday it depends on 
Because you're working early, aren't you, next week? Yep. So if you're really early, it probably won't be after the game, so it'll probably be Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I've just realised I was meant to make a joke about it at the start, but I forgot. This probably won't have any theme music, because the <laughs> Dom, the... I think the I'll Dom. phrase it... I'll phrase it as the selfish bastard that he is, has, been, has decided to go on holiday. And he has all of this stuff for making it work. Uh, this might not even go on the website straight away because the website doesn't work off my computer. Uh, so it might just go on SoundCloud for a bit. If you if you have somehow found this episode of the podcast, congratulations. Yeah, it, it means that we'll probably have to plug it a lot more than normal. <laughs> What I'll do is I'll do what I said. always said I was going to do. Every single article that I write and throw it all together, I'm just going to embed the podcast in it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Can't miss it. I mean, yeah, it strips it out of Apple News so his views will go down, but, you know, I don't get paid by the view. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I reckon that will do us. Hopefully, by the next one, we're coming in at the very least saying we've seen two good performances. And if we haven't got any points and we just threw in the cup, that'll do. Uh, to be fair, if Liverpool turn up, we'll have seen a very good performance. It just yeah, won't be that's us. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but uh, so we're on Twitter at Mike White's Pod. Stuff we write goes up on through it all together. Uh, we are we are doing like one to twenty predictions of the full table. Each of it. I don't know if everyone that writes for the site will do one. It depends on how much time people have. This is by this isn't even a low priority. It's a non priority really. Depend, yeah. Depending on what time I wake up tomorrow, I might do one. Yeah. Uh, but we'll have a lot of stuff like that up going forward. Um, I've been Jack, see ya. I've been Casey, have a good one. In a bit.